start the podcast. Excited for this next episode. I have a strength and conditioning coach from the University of Kansas with me, Ryan McNerlin. Ryan, how are we doing today, man? You nailed it. You nailed, nailed it. it. I'm great. Thank you. Awesome. It's a good Friday. Ready to send myself off into the weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, this will be a good way to cap things off. And you brought with you uh, a couple drinks. It looks like some by water. Can you tell me a little about this? By water. Um, so I'm, I'm no professional here. I didn't make it, but uh, it's just in, infused with uh, coconut water. Which I guess has has some natural benefits. The thing I like about it is it's not loaded with sugar and Gatorade. It's just a bottle of sugar, um, and this thing's got one gram per serving. So that's perfect. It sure tastes like there's more sugar than that, and yeah. it's it's yeah. sweet. I got uh, Kula watermelon, and uh, it's delightful. So I appreciate it, man. You're welcome. That's awesome. So wait, was that? Oh, 10% vitamin C. I thought it was 100% vitamin C. That's a lot a of vitamin changer. C. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about your path to coming to KU. Where did you go to school for undergrad? What did you study? And uh, kind of the logical uh, progression from there. So I, I grew up in Overland Park, um, big time KU fan. I, I don't think my dad's missed a KU basketball game uh, that I know of in, in a long time, 10, 15 years. Um, I went to Pittsburgh State University. Played some Division two football there as a student athlete, and I guess you could say that's really where um, my love for strength and conditioning grew. I wasn't the most talented player. Uh, I, I worked my butt off in the weight room and earned my way onto the field. So um, that's really where it grew, and then I was lucky enough to get a connection to Texas Christian University. I did an internship down there. That was great. I love Fort Worth. It's a great city. Um, their staff there was awesome. I learned a whole lot working with those athletes. It was, it was a good experience. And then uh, I got a, a position at Nebraska Mall. I was head of baseball strength and conditioning there. Um, just having my own team there was a really good experience. And then I was lucky enough to find a job closer to home. Um, you know, God bless the University of Kansas. So I'm very thankful to be here and my experience so far has been great. That's amazing, man. So you grow up a, a diehard Jayhawk fan, kind of like I did as a Badger fan back in Wisconsin. Um, you go to school and pursue the dream of playing college sports and get some great opportunities at big-time universities. And here you are in Lawrence working for Andrea Hootie. You know, like, what, what, what has the experience been like so far? First of all, Andrea Hootie's just one of the, my favorite people ever. She's one of the coolest people I've ever met. You know, uh, she just lights up the room. And every day she comes to work, she comes and bangs on our office, and yells, good morning. And so it's just, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, like I said, I, I, I mean, I just can't think of a better situation to be in. Uh, the University of Kansas is, is, and I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say this everywhere I went. Um, I don't have great things to say about everywhere I've been, uh, but the University of Kansas is something special. Mm. So Hootie has separated herself from the majority of strength and conditioning coaches in the nation. She's known as top tier, one of the best. Uh, what is it that separates her from these other people? Is it her, her drive, her energy? Is it her knowledge? It's a little bit of everything. I think first off it takes – uh, great people skills, which she has to, to become that popular. I don't, there's not too many people or anybody that meet her and, and doesn't like her. Um, mm. and that goes for the athletes, you know, she's dealing with, with some big time division one basketball players and those guys aren't always the easiest to get along with and they love her. 
They listen to everything she says. They have great respect for, and uh, you know she gets her point across, which which is big time. And that just goes to to how good of a person she is. Um, and then when it comes to strength and conditioning, uh, to separate yourself from everybody else the way she has, you just got to be different. And she really looks at things uh, in a, a different way. You know, something that I haven't seen or heard of anywhere else. It's it's really special. It's different. And so that's kind of how she's separated herself from the rest of the pack. And, and it works. She's not just blowing smoke and she's not just, uh, you know, doing it to be different. Um, she's doing it because it works, obviously, you know, like... I, I can't say that strength and conditioning coaches can make or break a program, but there's something to be said about 14 straight. You know, she's obviously not doing anything to mess that up. No kidding, man. She she is so incredible at what she does. And, and you're right. The way that she treats people is really inspiring, too. It's that um, she's in a position where she could probably have a larger-than-life ego and not necessarily, you know, engage with an intern or a tutor or somebody. Um, but she's always been so friendly even to me in, in the positions that I've been in and the way that she interacts with other people. I'll see her down on Mass Street grabbing brunch or a burger, and she's talking to fans and stuff. So um, it's just it's really neat. She's a really, really cool person. We're lucky to have her here. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, so... When did you first get to campus? Have you been here for one month, two months? I got here in June at, June. at the very beginning of June. So I think we're right at, um, or just a little over two months. Two months. And is this a summer deal or are you going to be here for the school year? I will be here officially for a whole year um, through this entire school year. And then, uh, you know, the goal is to be here for a couple more years and, and go to grad school and get, get my master's degree. So yes. um, we'll see. Awesome, man. So in your two months, I know it hasn't been long. Um, it's a little more quiet in the summer. But what would you say is uh, the most monumental thing that you've learned, whether it be from Hootie or just uh, being here at Kansas working with the athletes? Um, in, in, the, in the summer, it's the best time of year for strength coaches, although we don't get to see the athletes do what they do, and that's perform on the field um, or mm. court whatever you want to call it. Um, but we have the time to do whatever it is we need to do to get them ready for the off season or the in season. But during those times, there's a lot of confliction. There's practice, there's class, there's tests, mm -hmm. there's breaks. The breaks are the worst. They go home for a week and don't do anything. Um, so, so the summer is really one of the only times that we get their undivided attention for two whole months. Um, so, so we've, we've really been getting the work in this summer and I, I've gotten to see a little bit of everything, you know, I've got to see every coach's best cause, cause they have no limitations, like I said. Um, and really just their, their ability to adjust on the fly is probably something that I've, I've learned the most of and situations, not everything that you write down on your piece of paper is going to work out. So you just have to be calm, cool and collected and be ready to, to adjust to any situation that, that comes up, you know, any given day. That's a great point, man. I think that applies to a lot of areas in that you just have to be adaptable and flexible and not be stubborn in your ways. Yeah, calm, right. cool, and collected was were the keywords there. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just important to keep a level head, not get too high, not get too low, and and just be confident in your ability to make decisions. That's a big that's a big thing. Yeah, confidence. I've I've noticed that with working with student athletes that you know some people might have a little bit more of like a powerful or insightful thing to say. But compared to somebody who maybe says stuff with ultimate confidence, they t tend to gravitate towards the people with that confidence. So it's like 
I don't know necessarily how you develop that, but like just believing in yourself and like self-trust, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a book that, that can help some, some people do that. And I was listening to a podcast, I think it was yesterday that was mentioning this. First of all, uh, our can we curse on this podcast? I don't yes, know how that yes, works. All you right. can certainly curse. Well, then the book is called Unfuck Yourself. Ah. Um, I am not sure uh, the author of it. I have not read it, so I can't say much about it. But I, I just know that the podcast I was listening to, they were saying that this book, Unfuck Yourself, um, was was good for um, building confidence and um, making decisions with 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 confidence, you know. Um, I think a lot of people second guess yourself and that, that just comes from being either unprepared or maybe from previous mistakes. But I think, I think the book is, I would guess kind of explains how to become prepared, know that you're ready for this situation, um, and just attack it and kill it. I love it, man. Yeah. Unfuck yourself, get out of your head and into your life by Gary John Bishop. Uh, 91% of Google users gave it a thumbs up. It was published in 2016. So that sounds like a good one to check out. Might have to jump on that. Right now I'm going through uh, 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson, which is a really good book on Audible. Um, I thought you were going to say The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That was, that's that's <laughs> the book with uh, with the F word. That yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, definitely. Well, so so we're talking about working with student-athletes and the dynamics of that. And I've always wondered as a strength and conditioning coach when you have 19 and 20 year old girls and guys waking up um, at 5 a.m. to get a workout with you like how how do you get that motivation out of them like what are some of your tactics or how do you really get kind of a rise out of student athletes that aren't at that level first of all um trust is a big deal you know if these if these kids don't trust you they're not going to listen to you um and if if they don't trust you then they're not going to come in with, with that energy. Um, be, maybe because they're not sure they're going to get anything out of it. Maybe they think that they're wasting their time. If you build that foundation of trust, um, then they know that they are going to get in there for 45 minutes and come out better than they were coming in. Um, and when I say get better, I mean um, increase their performance on the court, on the field. Um, that's what's most important. Um, and I'd say second, we touched on it earlier. It's the the hootie effect, just being a good person. Um, the better you are, the easier you are to get along with, the, the more trust you have with those students. So I think honestly, just being a good dude, being a good person mm-hmm. um, goes a long way when it comes to motivating your student athletes. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I think um, I've heard this quote a lot lately and it's that, People don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And I think that goes right into what you're saying about relationships and trust. Absolutely, yeah. And um, I, I try to, because I've been to three different schools within the last year. Um, so I've had a lot of new environments. I've had hundreds of kids, um, new kids to meet and to coach. And, you know, you're walking in there the first day and having to tell these kids what to do. And they don't even know you, you know, it's hard to listen to somebody that you don't know. So that's, um, that's why it's so important to build that foundation of trust to just show them that you're a good dude. You're there for their best interests and to, to make them better athletes. Um, and it shouldn't take too long to build that. But once you do, that's, um, you know, that's when you can get their attention. 
Mm, absolutely. So we're talking about how we're building athletes and helping them to kind of reach new levels on the playing field. And I'm wondering, what are some ways that you guys are able to track progress in, in the weight room and with strength? So uh, at the University of Kansas, we're blessed to have um, some pretty awesome technology um, right when you walk into the weight room, we have the Sparta force plates. Yes. That's the, the plates on the ground and, and the computer screens right in front of them. And every athlete that walks through that weight room, um, the first thing they do at the beginning of, of an offseason or an in-season or as soon as they come in as freshmen is they, they get tested on the Sparta, uh, Sparta force plates. And what they do is they take six vertical jumps and we get data um, from those vertical jumps that tells us, um, you know, what, what kind of athlete they are. Are they a rotational athlete? Are they stiff? Are they mobile? Uh, do they need mobility? Do they need stiffness? Um, is there a risk for injury? Um, and a lot of that is, is based on their previous activity and their previous training um, and really just how they were born. A lot of it's just who they are. And, and so if we can uh, just affect those numbers just enough to increase their performance on the court or on the field, um, you know, that's that's the goal. So we test them at the end of the phase or when they leave, and, and that really is how we gauge um, what kind of work we're getting done with them. Mm. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I can imagine when it comes to something like that, a very, very small change can have a, a big effect in regards to, like, a guy who maybe can barely dunk to now he's, like, throwing it down big time or – uh, maybe like a shot put thrower, just adding the extra couple inches to their toss. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think a good example of that, and I'm not taking credit for this. This is all Andrea Hootie, um, for those of you listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Diedrich Lawson, um, when he first came in, um, could barely do a death jump, which is a, d- a jump off of a box onto a bigger box, spending as little time on the ground as possible. He could barely do a depth jump onto a 12-inch box, I believe it was. Oh, my goodness. Um, which is not impressive. <laughs> and uh, I think it was just a couple weeks ago he did a depth jump onto a 24-inch box multiple times back-to-back. Damn. Um, and that's the kind of improvements, that's the kind of gains that we're looking for. I mean, especially in a basketball player, I think the vertical jump uh, can can be said to be a, like a, a direct um, translation to the to the court. I think that's pretty important. So it's stuff like that um, that we're looking to do in the weight room. And as as I said, that's just hats off to Andrea Hootie. It's just an example of the great things that she does in that weight room. No doubt, it's it's really amazing to me how somebody like Hootie or a strength coach at any university really becomes a part of the team. Um, in the same way that I kind of talked to you about. Um, Rachel Pincus and her, her role in creating content and being a photographer and working with the team on that side of things, like the strength and conditioning coaches is really a part of all the success. And I think a lot of times they kind of go under the radar. They don't get as much credit um, as somebody like Bill Self, who, you know, gets pretty much all the credit. But um, it's, it's kind of something that I think we need to talk about a little more. 
Yeah, um, well, I, I agree, but I also disagree. You know, it's not our job to get attention. We're not the ones out on the court, out on the field, um, getting wins or losses, scoring points, scoring goals. Uh, you know, we do what we can to keep these athletes healthy, and, and we do our best to increase their, their performance. But we, we don't need the credit. Um, I, I agree, you know, there could be there's a, a bit of a lack of respect maybe in the strength and conditioning world, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, that we need all the attention. Um, you know, that's, that's all to the athletes and the coaches who are out there. Um, you know, like I said, scoring the points, scoring mm-hmm. the goals, making the plays, uh, out on the field or court. Um, but yeah, as far as us being a part of the team, that it's a great feeling. Um, I, I think my favorite part about my time at UNO is just being in the dugout with that team, um, yeah. being with the guys, being a part of that energy. Um, it's just a great thing to be a part of, especially being a former athlete, because you miss you miss that kind of camaraderie and that and that team atmosphere. So it's in being a strength and conditioning coach. That's definitely a plus is to be a part of that that team atmosphere. Totally. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that was a modest response for you. I'm sure there's some, uh, strength and conditioning coaches who probably want a little bit more, uh, oh, yeah. more press, you see them out there, you see them out there on Instagram and their cut off sleeves and, and all that stuff, <laughs> but we won't, selfies. we won't, we won't get to no, that. We're not like that here at KU. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point is that you talked about and like being in the dugout and, and being a part of that camaraderie because a lot of athletes, when their careers end, that part of their identity is like a big hole. And it's uh, something that is being looked at a little bit more now on the end of like scientists and researchers. Um, but I think as we were walking up the hill, you mentioned that you've got something brewing with some buddies um, and it might be kind of a, along these lines. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about this business idea you've got? Yeah. So um, me and a couple of my buddies um, and I, I include myself in there because they want me to put out some of the content on um, health and fitness, nutrition and all that stuff. But but uh, my friend and his buddy set up the website. They started the company. They started the network. So I don't want to take too much credit for that, first of all. But it is called Big Brother Network. Um, and we do target people who um, maybe have lost that sense of identity or, or maybe people who just want to stay motivated. Um, our website is bbnetwork.org. Um, and, and the website is just a, a platform uh, to get people um, to know where they can get this information to get help. There's YouTube videos um, just to keep you on your toes. There's um, profiles of motivational speakers, psychologists, people out there that you can get good information from to help yourself, keep yourself motivated, um, and, and just become a, become a better person. Really. Um, we do have social media accounts. We've got a Twitter, um, we're working on our Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube account. Um, we have not launched the website yet. It's still a work in progress. So um, you guys might be hearing more about it later right now. It's just, like I said, it's a work in progress. We're still working out some kinks, but I'm looking forward to seeing how many people we can affect. Um, And like you said, just given um, anybody, not just former athletes, uh, but anybody, the self self sense of identity and and somewhere that they can go to just get good information to to improve themselves uh, little by little every day. 
Yeah, I love it, man. I'm a big proponent of the 1% rule, and like every single day I'm trying to get 1% better. And it doesn't have to be in the same area necessarily, but just a little bit. Make a, make a little bit um, of a push, whether it be physically or writing, intellectually, and the compounding effect of that all is pretty substantial. Yeah, just get better at something every day. One thing that, that you guys can do to, to help out with that, and, and I can't preach about it too much because I just started it recently. I've tried it on and off. Um, but write things down. Start a journal. Um, so at the end of the day, you write down what you need to get better at or what you did better at. And when you wake up in the morning, read that just so that you can be conscious of it. Get better at what you didn't do as good at yesterday and build on what you did do better yesterday. I think that's a great way um, to not only get things out of your mind and on paper, but it's a great way to help yourself build on things from day to day. Um, reading books is great. I, I know you're you're a book reader. We've talked about uh, some uh, similar books that we've read. Read books, not Twitter. Um, and if, if you are going to read Twitter, let's follow good accounts that tweet good information. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too many people are, are so addicted to their phones reading uh, just bad things, negative information. That's part of why, um, you know, I think anxiety and depression is, is such a big deal is people just aren't reading the right things. Um, so read books, not Twitter. I hashtag it all the time. Um, <laughs> and, and start a journal. Those are just a couple of things that you can do to, to help out with stuff like that. I love it, man. Yeah. So I'm really into writing as well. I write on a website called Quora. Um, and I'm also, I really like writing gratitude, whether that be at the beginning or end of the day. And I'm starting to work on writing down what I need to get done because I've noticed that when you do write out lists, write out goals, uh, A, it feels really good to check them off. And B, for some reason, it just makes me more um, accountable to myself. And just being able to see that list, see what I need to do, whether maybe it's the process of writing and the wiring of the brain. I'm not entirely sure of the psychology behind it, but when I just try to like stack everything that I need to do in my head and think that it's going to stay there, I'm going to miss something and I'm going to be in trouble with the boss. Yeah. And it's overwhelming. Um, and that's part of, of the anxiety that we're talking about. And a lot of the times if you try to bite off more than you can chew or you don't write it down and you're trying to store this, all this information in your brain, uh, that can become overwhelming and, and create anxiety. So get it down on paper so that you don't have to store it in your brain so that you can focus on doing what you need to do in the moment um, and then get back to it later. Absolutely. So we're talking about um, kind of what we input into our body from a reading standpoint on Twitter. Um, and and I think it's important to think about everything that we ingest on a daily basis, not just what we're reading, um, but the conversations that we have and the thoughts that we have and the food that we consume. And I know that you're also really into nutrition. Um, the listeners can't see you, but you're pretty jacked. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's give some like practical advice for for our friends listening um, as to like what what they can do to improve their diet um, because we know that that has a really 
profound effect on the way that we look and feel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are what we eat. It's true. What we put into our bodies goes into our blood and we are now made of it. So I think a mindset that helps, uh, it helps me for sure. And I think it, it helps a lot of people out there who, who do stay on top of their diet and by no means am I perfect. I'll probably have some ice cream and a few beers this weekend. Yes. So don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong here. But the mindset that fu- food is fuel. Um, so instead of eating for pleasure, uh, eat for fuel. Cause, cause like I said, we are what we eat. Um, and we need energy. Um, we get energy based off of what we eat. If we're eating a bunch of sugars, um, that, that causes things that slow down processes that happen in our body, um, that, that aren't good for you. So, so the mindset of having food as fuel instead of pleasure is, is it's a start. Mm, I love that. Um, so for me personally, I could probably list just uh, maybe three three things that I'm really hot on right now that um, is healthy and I can eat it every day. So like avocados, hummus, and eggs. I've had eggs probably every day since I left my house at 18. Like it's just it's cheap, it's easy, it's protein. Um, what are a few things that you're hot on right now uh, that work really well with kind of your mindset with eating? Avocados is one of them. It's a healthy source of fat, and I, I eat less carbs because of uh, of the things that I do from a day to day basis. My activity doesn't require a whole lot of carbs, so I'm not saying I don't eat carbs. I I do, but I I watch how much carbs I eat. So I kind of sometimes I have to increase my fat intake. And avocado is a good healthy source of fats. Avocado is one of them. Um, yeah, I eat eggs. Um, eggs is a good replacement for uh, sugary breakfasts such as cereal mm-hmm. and, and yogurt and stuff. Not that yogurt's bad for you, but, but cereal's not the best. Um, eggs are a good replacement for cereal. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to lunch and dinner, I try to stick to an animal protein um, and then balance, you know, I look for my fruits, I look for my vegetables. Um, one thing that I've been doing, uh, for quite a while now, that's really helped out. I, I feel better. I sleep better. Um, I look better. I make sure that everything I, I know where everything I eat comes from. I know what animal it comes from. I know what plant it comes from. It, it grew at one point or it moved at one point. Um, so try not to eat things that come out of boxes or packages or bags, or, uh, you can't identify every ingredients that that's in that. Um, that's, that's a good way to fuel your body. That's powerful, man. I know that I have once in a while I'll binge on a, a box of Cheez-Its or a bag of Doritos or Sun Chips. And the way that even, even those things, the way they make my stomach feel is just you just notice such a tremendous difference from if I went and just had like carrots and peanut butter for a snack or, you know, a little dish of ice cream. So, um, that's, that's a really good point. Um, so we touched on the nutrition. What are you doing right now to stay in shape? Like what's, what are your workouts look like? Let's uh, transition to a little fitness talk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, working in a weight room definitely helps. Um, we get the noon hour just like you guys do. We get an hour to work out. Um, and I write my own programs, uh, right now. Um, that's not always the easiest thing to do because you overthink things, you get bored, you don't challenge yourself enough. Uh, but it's so, so far so good. Um, I, I try to lift three to four times a week. Um, 
you know, I probably don't lift as much as people would, would assume that I do. I, I try to do a, a variety of things. Mobility is huge for me, um, just to stay healthy, really. Um, I, I've had back issues, so so mobility and, and making sure um, certain muscles are strong enough to support, support mm. my back uh, is an important part of my program. And then I like to get out and do things. I like to get out and play sports from time to time. Uh, we played volleyball uh, last Friday. Uh, we played basketball last yeah. Friday. Yeah. Um, just the other day, I went on a, a bike ride with Hootie. We went trail riding. That's a great workout. Um, so just for the advice for the people out there, um, you know, going in and doing three sets of six on everything, you know, that'll get the job done. But keep in mind that you want to have fun doing this if, if you want it to be sustainable. So find something that you enjoy, um, do it consistently. And, and like we were saying earlier, just try to get better at it from, from day to day. That's how you progress and that's how you get better. So do something that you like to do so it'll be sustainable and stick to it. Beautiful. I think that's uh, some fantastic practical advice that uh, I should probably take to heart too because sometimes I get stuck in this stagnant um, dynamic with my workouts and, and it really is. It should be something that we enjoy doing. It gets us away from our work um, and it just helps us to live a, a happier and healthier lifestyle. Some uh, One small thing that I've been doing for quite a while that's helped more than I thought it would is just going on a walk. Um, if, if I catch myself watching, you know, more than an hour of TV or whatever, I'll, I'll put my headphones in, I'll listen to a podcast and I'll walk for as long as that podcast lasts. And then, you know, when I get back, I, I not only learned something from, uh, from the podcast or, you know, got a couple laughs out of the podcast, but, you know, I, I walked a few miles in, in the process and that's a whole, that's a whole lot more than what I would have been doing sitting on the couch, probably eating, uh, eating food or something like that. So that's, that's a good tip is get out and, and walk at least 30 minutes every day or when you catch yourself, uh, getting bored, watching too much TV or something like that, just go for a walk. You'd be surprised at how, uh, a low level activity like that, um, it, it helps you more than you would think. It really does, man. Uh, my dad, for my whole life, he's woke up in the morning right, right around 5 o'clock, and he walks three, four miles, and that's his exercise. And I had a high school teacher who she was like 300 pounds, and by the time I was a senior, she was down to like 160, 170. And every day after school, I'd be at football practice or baseball practice, we'd see her walking the track. And walking is really powerful. It's also a great way that we can bond with others. We can have a walking partner, whether that's your girlfriend, boyfriend, or just a buddy, family. Um, I've really been starting to do that towards like the sunsets later in the day, just going for a walk out by Rock Chalk Park. And it's kind of a, a nice way to reflect and kind of think about how, how the day went, what could I have done better, um, what can I take away from this day. So totally agree, walking big time yeah it's it's also sustainable because uh, yeah. like i said it's something that most people would enjoy is it's not uh too intense um and it, it like you said it's a good way to either clear the mind or connect with with somebody else so like i said it's it's sustainable i, I tried jogging for a while and i got tired of it because i i don't like jogging so uh, so i took it down a notch and started walking and, <laughs> and i've been doing it a lot longer than than the jogging lasted <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, Ryan. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on. A lot of the guests that I've had, people I've known for years, I kind of just got to know you a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And one of our first <laughs> conversations, podcasting was brought up and I was like, you know, sometimes I, I record podcasts just up the hill and uh, 
sure enough, just a little while later, we're up here recording a podcast. So. I'm all about it. This is my first podcast. This is a great experience. I will say that I'm very impressed with the room that we're in right now. Just for the listeners, like you, you guys can't see this, but we've got red and blue lights. Uh, we've got cool little microphones. I honestly thought we were just going to be in a little library sharing a mic, you know, shoulder to shoulder. So I love it. I Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely get you back on sometime this fall. We can talk a little KU football, maybe preview basketball. You can let us know how the Lawson Twins are looking. And sports. Crime. Sports, man. NFL, Aaron Rodgers, Packers, Super Bowl. Yeah, all the good stuff. Uh, appreciate you guys stopping by listening uh, do subscribe on itunes drop us a rating that would be awesome so that we can get on spotify and i hope you all have a wonderful weekend we'll talk to you later Bye-bye.